the weekend. Bunny will be welcome too. I first became acquainted with Lord Rosebery through being introduced to him at the races. He was initially curious about me due to my surname, I suspect, even though we are not related. But we have corresponded since, and I count him as a good friend, and one of the most remarkable men in England. I know he would be interested in meeting you. You are both lively conversationalists, lovers of sport, contrarians, and introverts. Lucy. Lucy was Lucy Rosebery, a delightful and stimulating young woman who must have been no younger than twenty and no older than twenty-five. Raffles had first met her whilst playing cricket in Truro. When he had mentioned Miss Rosebery upon returning to London, he could barely contain his fondness and admiration for her, but time, or Mary Flanagan, had cooled his ardour. Raffles had been but perfunctorily charming when Lucy had visited him a week ago, suspending his black mood out of politeness rather than inspiration. He took her for lunch and showered her with gifts rather than genuine attention and affection in Bond Street afterwards. Unbeknownst to Lucy, Raffles proceeded to spend the evening with her cousin, Margaret, who was also in town for the week. Although I could not help but disapprove of my friend's caddish behaviour, it did afford me the opportunity to spend an agreeable evening with Miss Rosebery at the theatre. I tried to admonish him again the following day, however. "'Your loss was my gain,' I argued. My attempts at instilling a sense of shame in Raffles appeared to have little or no effect at best. "'I agree, Bunny. You can be assured that I will not be seeing Margaret again in favour of Lucy.' I warrant that all that lies between her ears, pretty ears though they may be, are pictures of bridal gowns and flower arrangements. Suffice to say, I would rather attend a funeral service, my own even, to that of a marriage service involving myself. Also, she snores in bed. I coloured upon hearing this revealing comment. Whether I admired, disapproved, or envied Raffles in regard to his efficient seduction of the somewhat coquettish Margaret, my immediate thoughts were for her cousin. You have not, I mean, with Lucy, also? No, Margaret is much more the kissing cousin, so to speak, of the two. I get the impression that our virtuous young suffragette keeps the key to her heart inside the same locket which houses the key to her chastity belt. There was a time when I would have considered breaking into such a locket a piece of good sport, but I would much rather break into something nowadays that I can steal and fence, rather than steal and just write poetry about. I was more than a tad upset at Raffles for having spoken in such an unbecoming way about Miss Rosebery, who, I must confess, had made quite a favourable impression on me the evening before, but at least Raffles' witticisms brought a smile back to his face— and lessened his melancholy humour, however briefly. Lord Rosebery needs no introduction, of course. He is the man who famously set himself the three ambitions of marrying an heiress, winning the Derby, and becoming Prime Minister, of which he managed all three before the age of fifty. Raffles tipped the contents of his ashtray into the fire, which momentarily choked the flames, and downed another whisky and soda slamming the tumbler back on the table and licking his lips as he did so. This job could prove to be my Sistine Chapel, Aeneid or Parsifal. 
I was here tempted to say that it could also prove to be his Waterloo, with Raffles playing the part of Napoleon, but I did not wish to dampen my friend's positive mood. He was soaring into the sun again. I already knew that I would cancel whatever it was in my diary to attend the party. I will get dressed, and we will venture out. We should treat ourselves to a new suit or two in light of the party, Bunny, with specially designed deep pockets, he playfully remarked, albeit I must confess that I did not know whether his comment was wholly in jest or not. Alas, my current shallow pockets are all but empty, I replied. The baccarat tables had been as amenable to me as the weather that week. A fret not, old chap! Come with me. I will help fill both your pockets and your wardrobe.